Hello, Ethernauts. Double Deadline here, with just a brief message before we get into the episode. First of all, I'd just like to thank all of you for listening and making Ethernautica what it is. We literally would not have a show without you. Furthermore, this episode is rather special in that I'm not only a fan of just the episode itself, but the recording session was incredibly fun. This was the first regular episode where we sat down with guest players, and also the first regular episode where we had remote players. Previous to this, immediately before this recording session, we had two sessions where Eli and Xander joined us for some one-shots. The reason for the one-shots was that we had actually a two-month more than two-month hiatus on recording regular episodes because Mike was, at the time, in Hawaii. He was supposed to be back for the recording of this session, but due to flight complications, uh, wasn't back until the next week. So we had him record some scenes for this episode at a later date, but he wasn't with us during the bulk of this recording. Furthermore, since this is early on in our use of remote play. Uh, Some of the sound quality isn't as good as we would like it to be, but I think it's a great episode overall, and it was a lot of fun to record. And uh, I really just have to give special props to Kelly, who took a bunch of silliness at the table that covered about 50% of the runtime for this session and managed to edit it down to a really cohesive story with a good flow. So without any further ado, please enjoy the episode. Thank you, and welcome to Ethernautica. We are back after, like, two months of not recording. Unfortunately, Mike will not be joining us today. The part of Mike will be played by Keith. Uh, <laughs> I love Brock! Hey, Brock! Hey, oh. but he's... he's not going to be playing any of Mike's characters, so I just kind of lied, but not really. Though he is sitting in Mike's chair, so there we go. So, continuing on with introductions, joining me in the studio today is Stylus. I'm Stylus, playing Daisuke Hana, still. Yes, and also, just going around the table, is Keith, making his first appearance on Ethernautica. Hello, everybody. And he's playing a secret character who's not being introduced at this moment. (laughs) And also joining me is Kelly. Hi, I'm Kelly, and I'll be playing Rose Worthington. Also joining us from a secret undisclosed location via an alien dark satellite is Emily. Yeah, the aliens, they're, they're pretty cool. We get along. They let me use their satellites. It's, it's great. We're friends. Most excellent. Destroy all humans. Uh, you said it, not me. Joining me from deep within the bowels of the earth is Eli. Some might say I'm in hell, but I mean, probably. <laughs> 50-50. I, I just kind of picture you in like a big old bear cave. Full of, like, Vikings drinking mead. <laughs> Human, bear, or horse hell. Yes. <laughs> so, so like, I, I imagine, like, a big bear sitting at, like, a cafe table with a microphone, and behind him are just, like, a bunch of Vikings with big steins of mead singing, Spam, 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 yes. spam, 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 spam. I'm just going to say, I would, no more. I would imagine that for <laughs> yeah, some I... animals, hells would be other animals' heaven, so, like, horse hell would be, like, maybe bear heaven. Or... Glue hell. Glue heaven. Glue heaven. Horse hell is glue heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like how Frank Sinatra was in hell by going to Disco Stew's heaven. Anyway, so we've gotten way off track. Sorry about that. That happened really fast. Yeah, that's that's winding up in a goof track. And let's jump right into it with a recap of our previous episode. Previously on Ethernautica, 
The party, recently returned to Earth, had traveled to Lynn Woods, where, at the house of their absent friend, Margaret Van Fleet, they take care of some peculiar pest problems on the grounds, in the form of giant prehistoric crustaceans. During their hunting trip, however, they are interrupted by a mysterious party hole up in an old, disused cabin on the grounds of the estate, firing gunshots at anyone who comes near. The group is on a path in Lynn Woods, somewhere between Stone Tower and Dungeon Rock. A limber rolled by Rose and uh, Felix with your brother, his friends, and servants riding on it. And the limber also had the Maxim machine gun, so they've taken the Maxim machine gun back to the house because they were basically using the Maxim machine gun and its limber as a stretcher for some reason. You're not in possession of a Maxim machine gun, but you have met up with the two individuals on horses, Daisuke and Hellcat Pauline, after Hellcat Pauline and Daisuke were exploring the caves underneath Dungeon Rock that linked up with the house. I found a dead crab. So now the characters who are together are Rose, Zola, Hellcat Pauline, Felix, and Daisuke. Hello. There's a gunshot, and you're at a three-way intersection. One path, the way you just came, leads to Stone Tower. One path leads to Dungeon Rock. And then there's a smaller path which leads off to the Marble Cabin. Let's go kill things. Maybe I feel like I've been sitting here for two months waiting to kill something. <laughs> I had the sudden urge to just charge into battle. Maybe someone's just hurt or there was just a gun discharge, but we should definitely go check it. Well, no, your brother told you that there are people oh. shooting at you. Yes. From, or was shooting at them from Well, shooting the cabin. at them, yes. And as far as you guys are, are, as far as you, Rose, are aware, that cabin has been, like, abandoned, abandoned. ever since okay, cool. Dr. Marble went off to, like, I university. Just I just know I discharged a gun poorly, so. They are yeah. very well-armed squatters. <laughs> I see no reason why we should not charge into battle, recklessly, and kill everything in sight, especially crabs. I mean, they're on private land. They are on private land. All right, let's go. Okay, so you guys head off. Hellcat, what you up to? She's gonna go along with... Daisuke, I guess. Maybe not quite as um, murdery. Murderous? Yeah, yeah. She's gonna come along. If she had the rifle out, she would kind of put it away. And she would, because she, again, she's not quite going in gun blazing. Unless she has reason to, that I'm unaware of. No, it's just, you're, you guys are Scooby-Doo investigating a house that has gunfire coming from it, reportedly. So you guys are stealthing your way down the path. Can they stealth if they're on their horses? Or Yeah, most of you are on foot, except... Daisuke is on a horse named Moonshadow. My favorite best friend. Mm-hmm. Currently brushing his hair <laughs> while we ride. So, and then Hellcat is riding a horse named Fifi. So you guys are on horseback, so you are you are stealthing as best you can on horseback. I'm very sorry, my friend, that we left you outside of that dirty cave. Well, I, I mean, I would rather not go in the dirty cave, if I'm being quite honest. And I am also sorry that you are currently naked, but the armor we ordered for you is, is it's still coming. It is beautiful. You saw. You approved of it. I looked at you, our eyes connected. It was great. Yeah, I mean, just, just you know, make sure I don't get hit until it gets here. For everyone's re reference, I'm talking out loud, and you're only hearing half the conversation. That's right, because uh, because Daisuke has a psychic connection with his horse. No, kind of Rose is over this. Just kind of humming a uh, humming, like, just humming a soft tune about how pretty horses are. A Hellcat is just giving him the side eye like the whole time, like. She's not going to comment on it, but she's definitely judging him 
first nonsense babble. I am totally used to that side eye. Yeah, Hellcat and uh, and Rose are totally used to party members talking to imaginary or non-communicative friends. It's my turn. But now it's Daisuke doing it instead of Ralph. Okay, so you guys reach the end of the path. You can see the roof of the cabin in the distance, but you guys are at the tree line. The path ends. There's a field and then the house. You guys are under light cover right now. How big is the house? The house, it looks like a cabin. You know, like, it looks like a one-bedroom cabin. I guess you would dismount and try and find someone to, or somewhere to kind of tie Fifi up. There are, like, ample amounts of branches and stuff, like, you could hitch her to, and she could still, like, just eat grass and fodder and stuff. Yeah, she would do that. Moonshadow, my good friend, will you run away when the boom-boom happen? I mean, probably. <laughs> okay, I, I hope you do not feel uh, offended when I tie you to a tree. No, it's fine. I will leave a knife here. I take one of my knives, I put it in the ground. You can cut your way free to cut your way to freedom. Moonshadow takes the knife in his mouth. I kiss his ear and then I walk away. <laughs> You've just armed a horse with I'm knife. going to go kill things now. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay. Alright, fair enough. You guys, uh, I'm going to have everybody who wants to roll stealth right now. Rose is taking out her pistol, not her future gun. <laughs> She's taking out her pistol <laughs> because she's heard the saying about bringing a knife to a gunfight. So are you not drawing your sword? Not yet. Okay. Oh, not until I actually see people. You have the rifle still out, right? No, no. I, I... Oh, you well, put that I, down because... I'm you... getting rid of that. I'm like, okay. I've already hurt myself on it. <laughs> Zola takes your rifle. Thank you, Zola. I got a three. I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> the ninja got a one. I'm like walking, like I'm not a ninja. <laughs> I know. I'm just walking away. I'm like, <laughs> are you okay, <laughs> Moon Shadow? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you can't hear me from this far. Okay, I love you. <laughs> Hellcat must be arguing with you because I also got a one. Why? Why would you give that horse a nah? Forget it. Your stealth is blown. Let's oh, yeah. just roll initiative at this point. Okay, Daisuke, what's your initiative? 14. Rose, what's your initiative? 8. Hellcat, what's your initiative? 11. Moonshadow, what's your initiative? 8. Combat is initiated. Uh, you guys all have the drop on the bad guys. Like, you can see them. They've set up, like, a barricade outside of the cabin, and they're all crouched behind it with rifles and pistols. There are about four or five of them. Do we see... Do we see the other group that they're firing at? No, there, there's nobody that they're firing at right now, but they are between you and the cabin, and they are, like, scanning for people, but they have not seen you yet. Which is shocking. <laughs> no, they've heard you, okay. so they know someone is out there. Okay, when you say you, we got the drop on them, is that because we dropped our swords on them? No, no, like, okay. they probably will spot you in a second, but you guys have the first initiative round. So initiative order goes, Daisuke, followed by... Moonshadow, followed by Hellcat Pauline, followed by Rose, and then the bad guys go. Daisuke, Hana, guy with the knives. Where are these guys? Uh, are they entrenched? Or are they, like, behind a fence? Or They're behind piled up, like, crates and barrels and stuff. So they've been here long enough Five to fortify them. themselves. Yeah. Do I see, think that Rose and Hellcat are going to be able to, like, we're all going to be able to reach this, uh, reach them. Can I get over there and attack somebody? Or? It is like 20 feet away. Oh, yeah. Daisuke dives in and with a big smile on my face, yell, Itatakimasu, and just <laughs> start <laughs> chopping away. Uh, who's the biggest? The biggest guy is a big guy with a rifle who's like crouched behind a rain barrel. Going for this, going for the wrists. Um, I, like, I'm going to start stabbing this guy. Oh. 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 <laughs> what happened? That's not fair. 
<laughs> oh my god, you botched. Oh, it's not fucking fair. I just it's been so long. <laughs> You're rusty. Okay, so just for your companion's sake, this is what you guys see. Daisuke runs out onto the field, but trips on a root immediately after you leap the tree line. You tumble, and of course, the first thing that comes out of your mouth is... Which is a Japanese proverb, which is when you're tripping over something. But you continue running towards the cabin. People are shooting now, but they are missing. Oh, that's fine. But does a flip and, like, is up on your feet again. You're running towards the guy, and you jump into the air, knives out, ready to just totally murder him in the meat holes. But the toe of your shoe clips a crate that you jumped over. You cartwheel forward, and you slam into, like, face first into the rain barrel, hitting your chest on the edge of the rain barrel that this guy was hiding behind. So, uh, roll a resistance to avoid harm here. 2d6s. Alright, fine. Fine, I'll play your stupid game. I mean, that is why we're here. Okay, that's not two more ones. <laughs> All right, take. Oh my god, yeah, no, it is. It totally is. It totally fucking is. It's okay, it's on. ones. Take four wound points because you just slammed yourself in the chest and probably have some bruised ribs now. Of course, four wounds and seven stun. I can take two more before passing out. <laughs> okay then. Yeah, you're down, and the guy has a gun on you right now. He's not shooting you, but he's like, doesn't know what to do at this point. It's like you just ran at him and, like, threw yourself face down in front of him. I just wanted it too much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Moonshadow, you're eating grass, or you have a dagger in your mouth, and you're tied to a tree. What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to reposition the dagger so I can also eat grass. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So you, you have the dagger now in the side of your mouth, and you're eating grass. Excellent. Yeah. And that's going to be my turn. So Moonshadow is is part squirrel now. <laughs> he has the squirrel power. So, okay, Hellcat, you just watched Daisuke run into the field, fall on his face, get up, run at the guy, jump, fall straight on his face again, and now he's not moving, and there's a guy with a gun pointed at him. What do? Roll her eyes, and she's just going to mutter, oh, some people, and she's just going to run in and try and stab guy with gun pointed at him. Okay, so you are also running into the field. I'm gonna have to roll in avoid harm real quick. Ooh, eight? You avoid all the bullets. Like, oh. you you are do you run in in a serpentine fashion, and there are like dirt clods and grass like exploding around you as people are firing pistols and rifles, and actually it looks like someone just shot an energy rifle like an electric rifle at you but missed and like burned a f one foot by one foot patch of grass but you are ignoring this because you are a badass and you run in towards the guy shink sword out and are you attacking him with one sword or two swords two swords that would look more badass yep okay so i'm gonna say he's an easy target because he's very confused as to what dice gay was just trying to do so uh yeah good distraction a 9 for the first one, and a 12 for the second one. Sounds like somebody's been murderfied. Yeah, you, you basically just stabbed him through the chest with two swords, and he is 
like looks at you, he's very surprised, and then the light goes out in his eyes. So you just ran up to this guy across a field of gunfire, stabbed a guy in the chest who had a gun on Daisuke. Rose, what do? Is there anybody who seems to be immediately focused on my two friends now? Yeah. There was a guy who was in the bunker next to it who is just getting up and, like, wheeling around his rifle to point at your friends. I will move forward 15 feet, because that's zero actions, and take a shot at him. Okay. 17 was my avoid harm. Okay, so you got shot by nothing. In fact, the hem of your skirt isn't even, like, grass-stained or anything. <laughs> it's perfect. I've done more damage to myself <laughs> than they have done damage to us. <laughs> yes. I, I'm going back to my horse. <laughs> And I will just, I I will, I will just lie down (laughs) on the back of my horse and I will say, take me home, Japan. So I got a nine on my gun roll. Okay, so you shot a guy and he's no longer interested in your friends because he's dealing with the fact that he's just been shot. Next up is the bad guys. So I'm going to have everyone involved just roll another quick avoid harm to avoid getting shot again, because I'm not rolling specific things for all of these people. Five. Six. The horse also got a six. And also you're behind cover, so you have advantage. Oh, cool. If you allow me to roll for Daisuke, he got a seven. Okay, so Daisuke does not get shot. One sec, let me get my body die. Oh no! Oh god! (laughs) Rose, you get shot in the uh, boot. Oh, okay. Your shoe, your shoe got shot and take two wound and two stone. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> this is interesting. So I just rolled my body die and right hand came up. So Hellcat, you get shot in the right hand. You do not take any wounds for this because your hand is mechanical. However, your right hand is out of commission for the moment. Ah, oh, man. Also, it tore your glove. <gasps> that's not that's not okay. Your kid glove is all ripped up. You get a strange feeling of deja vu, and you remember this one time you were fighting these Edison guys, and they also shot your hand and ripped this same glove. Like this same glove, and that doesn't seem discordant, and suddenly you realize you recognize these guys. These are you know them as Edison mercenaries. Also, you've killed them before. Hellcat, real quick, just roll a comprehension roll. Eight. Okay, now roll sanity. Uh, 19. Yeah, take four distress points. Now it would be Felix's turn. However, suddenly a massive explosion occurs somewhere. It echoes echoes, and and the the sky sky turns turns black. black. It's widely held that cats use at least three names, the first being the one they allow those who pet them to use, the second being the one that they use when they're feeling fancy, and the third is a secret name known only to themselves. Yancy, or Francois when he was feeling fancy, phased through a wall and into the great sandstone library of the great race of Yith. He looked down over the shelves at his friend, and dashed past and up onto his conical body to snuggle in between two tentacles. With the physical contact, he received his instructions, dashed down again and over to the other creature, 
nuzzling against her and connecting with her mind, rummaging around inside the recently tossed and flung about memories, he scanned and rapidly took what he could before running back over to his departing friend, going with him to the departure chamber. Yancey mewed excitedly as they approached the chamber, ready to go on another adventure. Did you get what you were looking for? I don't really see that you have accomplished anything with this. Sometimes it's good to know what you're getting yourself into. Was she what you expected? And I have a better understanding of how to move forward in this next mission. Very well then. The machine is prepared. Good luck on your mission. Thank you. And uh, Chappie will climb into it. Controls activated. A bolt of lightning strikes the body. Energy surges and flies off through space and time. It echoes and the sky turns black. It echoes and the sky turns black. Everyone who is there sees multiple different sights. Like if you, through one eye, you're seeing one thing, through another eye, you're seeing another, you see memories, you see events that may or may not be happening. But also, meanwhile, nearby, approaching the cabin from the other direction, are two police officers when the sky explodes. A bolt of lightning strikes a tree next to the lead detective, and he falls to the ground, spasming. The other police officer, blinded by the light, does not see when a ball of light comes out of nowhere and enters the detective's body. Felix, everything goes black, and then comes back again, but in multiphasic anomalies, you are sucked into a portal along with Watanabe, but manage to get two shots off before getting sucked into the portal, and everything, again, goes black. So when you next become aware, you are in a large banquet hall. Roll... This is for Os uh, Oscar Mayer slash Watanabe slash Tanaka slash Daisuke. Roll your recall. Um, ooh, ten. You're in the hotel again, and you are once again wearing your footman's livery, and you are staring out at a crowd of adventurers and scientists and they are all standing completely still. Ooh. Oh, crap. Time okay. is frozen. Who else do I notice? You notice your brother in Footman's li livery for some reason. Roll comprehension. Okay. Fifteen. All right. I think that's okay. So... You finally realize that this mirror image of your brother is actually closer to a different version of you. So, you finally recognize and remember, the last time you saw this phenomenon, it wasn't your brother. It was probably you. As a matter of fact, you're standing 
right where you remember seeing your quote-unquote brother on the other side of the banquet hall. More than that, there is a knife in midair approaching you. It is the blue... Approaching or just hanging dead in midair? At first glance, it looks like it's hanging dead in midair, but as you focus on it, you realize it's just moving very, very slowly. The flicker of the firelight, of which Hellcat Pauline is leaning against, is flickering very slowly. I am going to kind of solo. Can I, how, uh, can I move normally? Try. Okay. I move specifically to get out of the way of the knife that I know is expertly thrown. You cannot move. <laughs> God damn you. Okay. As a matter of fact, you can't even move your eyes. You're simply shifting your perception around for some reason. You can see behind you. You can see above and below you. Your perception is warped at this point. As your perception kind of flickers in and out of your rational mind space, you recognize that Felix is also there. He was not there the first time. Felix, you are currently in frozen in a kind of matrixy type position, like falling backwards with your guns out. What are you doing? This is weird. Um, can I move? You can try. I try moving. Why don't you roll a an intelligence and willpower check for me? Oh god. <clears throat> Six. So you try to move and you realize you already are moving just very slowly and you will yourself out of this sluggish position and as you start to move faster you realize that the room around you starts to move slower to the point where eventually you are moving at normal speed you thump to the ground gently and you notice there is a dagger hanging over you heading towards Watanabe. I want to clarify, I know him as Watanabe. Yeah. yeah. Wannabe, got it. Um, can I reach out for the dagger? You can. I'm gonna reach out for the dagger. Okay. Roll a resistance. Eleven. Okay. As you your hand approaches the dagger, it starts to slow down, and the dagger starts to speed up. But through sheer force of will and a very strong ability to move your hands quickly, because this is kind of what you do, you move hands fast, you do manage to grab onto it. Do I see this? You don't. Okay. From your perspective, everything kind of starts to blur out and slows down until finally everything stops and... Felix disappears along with the knife. Okay. Suddenly everything is moving at normal speed, and the other version of you who threw the knife is gone. Okay. Sound returns, and the talking commences again. But as you kind of pop into everybody's perception, you startle a waiter, and he spills a tray 
of hors d'oeuvres all over you. Okay. I will... What is the what is the food of? Oh, it's canapes. Okay, just checking. Um, <laughs> I I try to dodge. <laughs> okay, why don't you roll agility and athletics dodge? Wow! And that is oh, goddamn! Like fucking ten, D ten's giving me a one, uh, six. You do not manage to avoid the canapes. Goddamn! Okay, so also there is something on the ground where Felix was falling to. And what is it? You Do you go over to take a look? Yes. There is a billfold and a gun. Yoink. And nearby are your clothes. I go to pick up the money. Okay. I need that. Okay. For personal reasons. Okay. More than the gun. More than the clothes. Well, maybe the clothing. But I need that gun. I need that money. Uh, I go for that first. Okay. You do so. And the knife is gone too. The knife is gone. Okay. Do I still have my knives? Uh, you want to check? I do. Yes. And as a matter of fact, there are knives on you that you had since put on dead people. These are the knives you had when you were last in the hotel. Do I see Rose and Ralph? So, a casual glance Because I have noticed that, uh, uh, that Hellcat's there. So wait, have you picked up the billfold? Yes. Okay, as you pick up the billfold, everything goes blurry again. I let go of the bill. Everything goes black. Rose, in your field of view, you see Daisuke disappear. Like, he just he just vanishes. From embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. he, just couldn't, he just couldn't exist anymore. <laughs> so, he's gone, and you turn, or you don't really turn around, but you're aware of what's going on around you, because you can't move, but for somehow you can see what's going on around you. Felix, who has been staying close to you, because he's your bodyguard, he doesn't give a shit about what- He also did a bad job of keeping my foot sick anyway. Yeah, well, he's got his- both guns pointed at these guys who just shot at you, and as a matter of fact, you see bullets coming out of his guns, but they are frozen right now, and he disappears. Time starts up again, and Daisuke is gone, and Felix is gone, but there are bullets coming out of Felix's guns, or from where Felix's guns were, and two more of these mercenaries just, like, drop with a bullet shot in their skull. I'm glad my dad paid him. Yeah. <laughs> So now, as soon as someone started shooting at you, he just murdered them. Unfortunately, he's not here anymore to murder the rest of them. Are any of the other mercenaries just disappeared? No. Oh. <laughs> Could always help. <laughs> However, Daisuke, you roll avoid harm. God damn it. This is how I die. <laughs> I die because of somebody else's goddamn introduction. <laughs> it's not like I'm going to be very bitter for long. <laughs> You have plot points. No, no, no. Just I'm hang saying. on. Trust me. You'll you'll like this. Ten. So you land on your feet. Yay. Not only that, you know those uh, those wound and stun points I just gave you. Get rid of all of them except for two stun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to argue. What's more, you're wearing a valet's livery, including the white gloves. Not the outfit you were wearing. Although that falls to the ground, the grass beside you. You are holding in your hands, and by the way, your valet's livery is covered in, like, canapes. 
for some reason. Oh, quick, someone tell me what the hell a canapé is? It's like or fancy hors d'oeuvres. Oh, okay, okay. And in your hand, you are holding a dagger with your name carved into it, or your, your, you know, your symbol carved into it, and a blue gem. And in the other hand, you're holding $40, and you have no memory of where you just went right now. Did you just close a circle? Maybe. <laughs> okay. So you're standing there, and you're next to where you were, but you're not quite where you were, and your shit is, like, lying next to you, and you've got your livery back, and there's just no explanation. Meanwhile, Eli... Yes. You're on the ground, and some kind of, like, ringing in your ears is going on. What do? I'm gonna look around first to see what happened. The policeman is trying to rouse the detective who has fallen to the ground. Eli, what is your detective character's name? Detective Sergeant Arlo Chapman, but everybody calls me Sarge. The policeman shakes your character and sounds very concerned and says, Sarge, Sarge, are you alright? Are you wounded? Not really sure what happened. I, uh... What was that? I, I don't know. It was the damnedest thing, Sarge. The sky went dark for a second there, and, and look at that, that tree there. That tree's in splinters. It just exploded, I guess. So, roll perception and alertness. Sarge got a nine. Okay, so, Detective Sergeant, you see a blue crystal shard embedded in the remains of this tree stump. So how far away from it is? It is like two feet from you. You just have to stand up in order to be able to reach it. Okay, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to go over and make like I am inspecting the tree and try to covertly grab the crystal shard. Sarge, roll your agility and stealth. I got a 10. You deftly managed to slip the blue crystal into your pocket and uh, your uh, police officer friend here, Marty, did not see that. Well, this this is just that's such a weird occurrence, don't you agree, Marty? I've I don't think I've ever seen a tree just explode like this. Nah, Sarge, that's the damnedest thing I ever did see. Rose, Daisuke, Hellcat. Felix is gone and Daisuke's wearing new clothes, and people have stopped shooting because confusion, what do? How many of these people shooting at us are still standing? One that you can see. People what? have been popping in and out. I want to do another head check. <laughs> okay, so roll perception and alertness. Miss Worthington, what year is it? Still 1889. Still? Still again? <laughs> Six. So you notice one more mercenary, but also you see the wavy barrel of an electric rifle around a corner. So there's a guy with an electric rifle who's hiding around the corner of the cabin. Okay. Hellcat, what are you doing? Can I roll a uh, recall to see if there was a leader of this group that I knew of? Yeah, do that. Nine. So you notice the guy who's still alive? You stabbed him through the chest on a rooftop some while ago. Or at least that's what your memory is telling you. Oh, uh, yeah. I was not a fan of him, if I remember correctly. But we didn't get along well, so she's, she's gonna probably go stab him. Alright, so now everyone needs to roll initiative again. 14 again. It's getting a little too creepy. My D12s keep rolling twos. I changed. I'm gonna throw canopies with people because I need I to change it up. 6. 10. Daisuke, you are at the top of the order, followed by Hellcat. Also, hey, what's Moonshadow doing? How spooked was Moonshadow with all these loud noises? You were very spooked. As a matter of fact, you saw through time. Moonshadow has cut the lead and is running away. 
roll agility real quick. That's a six. Okay, so yeah, you uh, you managed to like cut the rope somehow because you're amazing, and so now you are free, and you are running. Are you running towards? Daisuke or away from Daisuke? I think Moonshadow would be torn and would like start to run towards and then back up and start to run away and then back back up and start to run towards and just does that for a little bit while he tries to decide what to do. So uh, the official word is that Moonshadow is having an existential crisis and that's his that's his turn. Okay. Yes. Next, Daisuke, what do? Hellcat is charging at this guy. Do I have one of those serving trays on me? No, you're holding the sapphire covered. Now, you remember having this dagger before, but you don't remember having it since you threw it through a crowd. At my brother. At your brother in the hotel, but somehow you have it again. He has this moment where he just completely just... I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, well, time to kill people again. And he just runs with, with uh, with the stone, pockets it, pulls out another dagger and just charges in right behind uh, Hellcat. I'll flank. Okay, you're, around, so. you, are, you are support, you are wingman. I'm going to say you see a guy peeking around a corner with a crazy-looking rifle. I kind of, like, veer, like, oh, I'm going to help her. Who the fuck is that? I start veering for that guy. So now you're you're doing... Your first action is movement, and this is less than 15 feet away, so it's not an issue. So you are attacking this guy. Can I do parkour? Can, can, I can come up with something. He's just he's like around the, on the edge of the the building, right? So here's what I will allow you to do. I will allow you to jump off one of these barricade crates, grab the overhang of the cabin, and swing around the corner to attack him feet first. Okay. Okay. That'll be fine. Roll athletics and gymnastics or whatever. Fifteen. Just as I'm about to hit the guy, I hit the top of, I grab the top of it, and just when he realizes that it, my feet are coming down, my like my with my nice shoes, I have really nice <laughs> shoes now. I twist in the air and just like, pow, right before it hits, I say, parkour, <laughs> Okay, so you hit him for 11 stun. Nice. Which actually, yeah, he's one he's one stun point away from being unconscious at this point because your one of your shoes connected with his head. Hellcat. You're charging at this guy. Daisuke is running around you and flipping and, and, like, taking out another guy. Guy with a weird gun over here. So what are you doing with your swordy stabbiness? Are you going to, like, kill him again or capture him? Let's see. Does he have weapon drawn? He has a rifle, but it's not pointed at you. It's like he's scared at this point because he has no fucking clue what's going on. He is an easy target. Okay, I know my right hand got damaged. Is it functional at all? As a club? (laughs) Okay. Like, the fingers are not functional right now. Okay. Yeah, I think that she is going to kind of tackle him to the ground and put a foot on his chest and, like, with uh, her left sword drawn at his throat. Roll your strength and brawling. Five. So, yeah, you knock him down for two stun, and you have him on the ground with your sword pointed at him, and he is not resisting at this point. He, like, looks up at you, and you kind of get the sense that he has this horrified feeling of deja vu. Like, he's looking up at you and, like, looking at, like, feeling his chest as if he expects to find blood there, even though you haven't stabbed him again this time. If she notices that, she's just going to kind of, like, a satisfied smile creeps across, across her lips. At that uh, look of terror on his face. You guys have taken out all the bad guys that you can see right now. Rose, your 
in a field, and you got shot in the foot. I did. And your bodyguard has disappeared. You mean my father's spy has disappeared? Right. Watanabe has somehow managed with his weird ninja skills to change his clothes, get messed up with a bunch of food on him, and flipped around a roof and, like, taken out a guy with a science rifle thing. That's why I pay him. <laughs> That's true. And Hellcat has just, like, killed one guy and captured another. Mm-hmm. I'm still dealing with this guy over here. Yeah. So he's on the he's on the ground. Rose, what do you want to do? Can I move around whatever this barricade is to come to the other side, drawing my sword as I move? Sure. But I'm not I'm not gonna attack because each person that we see has one of my people on them, so right. I'm mainly there as support. Okay. So you guys have the situation well in hand with this cabin. Meanwhile, the detectives this is this has been happening simultaneously with you guys looking over this tree. <laughs> So, are we in the same space or are they in another space that we don't see? They're nearby. You can't see them. They were approaching the cabin from the other side. All right, Eli, I'm going to have you roll perception and I'm going to roll for the police officer. Sarge got a 5. Okay, well, both of you see that there is a bothered, sweaty man running from the back of this cabin and he is just like helling. He's like helling through the woods like totally just ignoring all, like, the branches, like, scraping him. He is terrified, and he is running. Did we lose one? This is, this is where the, uh, what do you call it? From the cabin that you were approaching, because there was crazy gunfire, and you have been told to go investigate this shit. Suppose we should stop him. Stop in the name of the law. So he, like, totally sees you, and he can, and he starts running in a slightly different direction away from you and the cabin. So, suspect is fleeing. Sarge is gonna start, like, make to, like, run after him, but the injury he has sustained is keeping him from running, so he's gonna smack Marty on the back. Go after him, son. We gotta stop him. That's a direct order, son. Right, so, Sarge, you send Marty out to catch the man fleeing the scene. He's, uh, from a distance, you can see he's a round, sweaty, panicked individual. And Marty runs up to him and kind of doesn't, not exactly tackles him, but catches up to him and the man throws up his hands immediately to surrender. And there's a conversation going on. You're not close enough to hear what's going on, but eventually Marty comes walking back uh, with the man and uh, there's been an exchange of identification. Okay, so while that's happening, meanwhile, simultaneously, you guys have... The bad guys pinned, and they're basically surrendered at this point because everyone else is dead, and they don't want to be deadified. I disarm the guy that's on the ground. Uh, okay, okay I, I got I got his rifle. I toss it to Hellcat because she deals with those kinds of things, and then she like tries to grab it with her right hand, and it just falls to the ground. I laugh a little bit. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't move. Don't. Hunter <laughs> Wayne okay. is not an NPC right now. Okay, okay uh, but I do try to hand it over to uh, one of the gun people. Has Moonshadow gotten over his existential crisis? No, he's still deep in the throes of the existential crisis. What do we see? They're just like either dead or crying. Yes. I pull this guy, line him up with the other one, and we begin taking out the knives and the interrogation begins. I'm basically waiting for those two to secure these two guys before I speak. So uh, the guy who Hellcat had pinned, he looks like an Edison mercenary. He's wearing a brown long duster and like blue clothes. Not like a suit, but but also not like a jumpsuit. It's like 
you know, your typical Edison mercenary clothes. The guy who had the science rifle is wearing like a lab coat, is bespectacled, and has like receding hairline. And this is not like a combatant. This is just a guy, like a scientist who's been kicked in the face. So, this is the part where you start telling us why you wish, uh, what is going on. We're with the Edison Electric Company. We're just, we're, we're here. Uh, you know, we have a right to be here. By whose authority are you here? By the Edison Electric Company. Okay, this is not Edison Electric Company land. By whose authority are you here? This cabin's abandoned. We were just using it for reasons. I literally just, like, the daggers have been out. They, they are always out. And I just keep, keep moving them closer and closer. Every, the more I see Rose not happy, they just get closer to them and I sing, So they're trespassing? This is private property. Unless you have permission to be here, we are going to ask you to leave. Yeah. <laughs> ask. <laughs> the Edison guy is, like, still, like, looking at Hellcat. He's having, like, kind of a minor panic attack, and he's like, I'm all for leaving. I'm, I'm good for leaving. Let's, let's leave. Let's leave, Professor. Let's just, let's just leave and, and go away. What do you have in your pockets? Yeah, he's turning out his pockets already. He's got, like, a money clip. He's got a wallet. He's got, like, a picture of his wife and kids. I take, I take the wallet. I show it to the others because does this look official? And I'm just waving it. Like, it's, it, I've stabbed it. I'm not even taking the putting the knife away. I've just stabbed it. So he's got, like, a wallet that's also a bifold, and it has his company credentials in it. So he's definitely from... Anything to me. No, it doesn't. Okay, I show it to uh, Rose. Does it mean anything to me? You know he's an Edison mercenary. Mercenaries die every day, I just say. I'll, I'll just take <laughs> note of his name. Okay, so, Hellcat, what do you want to do with this guy you killed in, like, a dream or memory or other life or something? She is, uh, I mean, she's just keeping her, her left sword blade on him. She's going to defer to Rose. If Rose doesn't seem to want to be murdery, then she's going to hold back. I'd like to think that it's been obvious by now that murdery is not Rose's first option. Okay, okay. You just surround yourself with murderers, I'm just I saying. Did. Which is why Hellcat, she's she's holding back. She's, uh, she's poised and ready to strike Given the first sign that uh, murder is, is is an okay plan, she will do so, but... Fair enough. By the way, you can still use your uh, both of your swords, it's just one of your hands is disabled. Oh, okay. And how far away are we from the edge of the property? Uh, like, if they, we can, like, if we just say, go away, like... You're or... kind of deep in, like, literally half of these okay. woods. Like, half of these woods is owned by the state, the other half is owned by the Van Fleets. Uh, does anybody, like, okay, we just secure them. Um, yeah. Okay, so you're tying them up. And whatever they got. Um, and then I just uh, sit them down on the porch and say, Okay, what are you doing here? Literally, what are you doing here? Okay, so the scientist is kind of, like, buttoning up, but the scared guy is just, he's telling you everything. He'll tell you his social security number, if social security existed at this point, which it does not. Um, really quick, I just went through time, and I did, uh, like, I did say, uh, what year is it? Did they hear us say that? I, I think they were both preoccupied with other things. If they're securing them outside the cabin, I want to go look inside so, the cabin. So... Oh yeah, we haven't even secured the perimeter. Yeah, okay, let's bust in. I kicked the door in with my knives. Then I checked to see if the door was open. Your knives have legs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theme. I gotta stay on brand. Okay, so we like I check. Uh, I try to open the door. 
Okay, so the door is unlocked. It looks like there's been like, you know, people living there, but like camping almost in the front room because there is a fireplace, but basically no other furniture. Like there's some very old chairs and clocks with like tarps over them, but I'm gonna cut away for one second. So Sarge, your police officer has come back over to you and it looks like he has the suspect in custody. How far away from the cabin are we? You are close enough to see the backside of the cabin, so it's about 15 feet away. And at this point, you don't hear any more gunshot. You haven't heard any gunfire since the time, like the the sky-splitting-apart explosion-y tree thing. So you you hear voices in the distance right now, though. Okay, well... Since we were sent to investigate the cabin, I'm going to turn to Marty and say, glad you caught him, good job. Let's let's head up to the cabin, we can question them there. I assume there are chairs and stuff so we can sit down. So Marty brings the sweaty fleeing man up to you, Sergeant, and he introduces him as George Myers, and he uh, relays part of the story that Mr. Myers has relayed to him, and he says that Mr. Myers claims there are some kind of super soldiers in the cabin and that uh, he and his whole team from the Edison Electric Company have just been murdered. And he interrupts Marty and says, They're gonna kill us all. They're gonna kill us all. We gotta go. We gotta run. We gotta flee. We gotta get out of here. All right, well, let's let's all calm down for just a minute. He is not calming down. Sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to calm down or I will be forced to restrain you, and I, I don't want to have to do that. I'm with the Edison Electric Company. There are people trying to steal our secrets. That's fine. I'm with the police, and if you don't calm down, I will restrain you. He's, like, gritting his teeth. Like, he's... He's torn. He's having an existential crisis of his own right now as to whether or not he wants to be scared enough to piss his pants or whether he wants to be indignant enough that the police are running roughshod over Edison Company policy. So he's like both. He's like scare. He's like scare angry. He's like anger scared. Can I intimidate him? That's an 18. Oh, that's good because this guy actually does not have very high willpower, but he rolled incredibly well, but you still beat him. So in fact, you beat him. <laughs> so much he does piss himself <laughs> so now a big like sweaty bureaucrat <laughs> yeah there's just liquids everywhere he is just he's like sopping wet at this point so the way i intimidate him is i get in real close and just kind of say now i don't want to have a problem but if i have to i will carry your bloody mess out of here so he does something very strange at this point he like pisses himself but he like doesn't seem to make any reaction he's just staring like through you off into space right now it's like you broke him and then i will pull back away from him have a giant smile on my face well i'm glad that we could come to an understanding now let's go back to the cabin where we can sort out this mess shall we so you guys are walking towards the cabin you guys at the cabin right now are interrogating these guys and the mercenary is just telling you like everything at this point it's like uh, okay look we're we're I'm, i'll tell you everything we're here because we're spying on the society okay the society is here we're spying on them they're doing things we know nothing at least i don't know anything he knows more he's the resident scientist like this guy his name is his name is professor douglas farnsworth and he's like the scientist is like shut up we're gonna lose our bonus 
You're going to lose so much more if you don't if you stop talking. Do you know what the Edison company is going to do to all of you? We have agents everywhere. We have senators and judges in our pockets. I have been attacked by a t- by a two-story tentacle and I lived. How are you today? <laughs> by the way, Rose, your dad has senators and yeah, in fact, I'm... one of them is a distant cousin of yours. Not intimidated yeah. by this. Like Half the judges are at the same club in, in Massachusetts. Go to the same country club as your father. Yeah, I'm, I haven't said who I am, and I'm not going to. <laughs> at that threat, Hellcat is just going to step up and put press uh, one of her swords against their throat and say, Well, these senator friends of yours can't do much to us if they don't know who we are. So we get rid of you, and no one will ever know who we were. And for a scientist, he looks like like you see it wash across his face. Oh. Oh, yeah. Logic. <laughs> Shit. He doesn't say that, but he looks like he does. At this moment, when you have your bloody sword up against a man who is tied up, three people walk towards around to the side of the building. You guys all see them. Everyone is in the same place right now. As well, another man, wearing a suit, walks up from the other direction, and he's being followed by a horse who is walking behind him. The horse is too big to be hidden by this man, but he's still, like, walking up behind him. Sorry, Eli, I moved Moonshadow, but he's, like... How dare you! Yeah. I, I kind of I kind of tilted the scales of his existential crisis, and he's, he's scared or startled, but he's, like, walking up behind this guy who just happened to be walking by. <laughs> <laughs> With one of Daisuke's knives in his mouth. Do you still have... Does Moonshadow still have the knife? Yes. Okay, so, yeah. Clyde... You are being followed by a horse with a knife. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, keeping a very uh, close eye on that horse. I, well, I mean, I don't trust any sentient being in the known universe, but I will especially not trust this horse with a knife in his mouth because he is a horse with a knife in his mouth. Rose, while he's securing, I'll, I'll get back and we'll concurrently what you're doing in there. So, Moonshadow, Rose, uh, Zola, who... I forgot about is there. Materialized. Yeah. So everyone, every, everyone is here. Everyone who is here is here, except for Daisuke, who's inside. If more people are approaching, I'm gonna take the same tactic of everybody is on private property. Please identify yourselves. So police officers, you've just been asked to identify yourself by a lady who is limping slightly. And an individual has a sword to someone's throat. Yeah, when I see the sword to the throat, I'm going to pull out my gun and say, we're with the police, and uh, I'm going to need everybody to put down their weapons and identify themselves as well. And that's where I'm going to call it. All right, so this has been Ethernautica. I am, as always, your game master. You can follow me at double underscore deadline on twitter and today i'm joined by stylus i'm stylus you can catch me at hey laughing boy on twitter you can also check out my other project dragon ball rebellion and you can catch that on twitter as well at dragon ball rebel and kelly hi this is kelly you can find me on twitter at might be kelly or on the guild's vixens of the void at the guild cast and also joining us as guest players were Emily, who played the role of Hellcat Pauline. Also joining us was Keith, playing the role of Dr. Jameson. And Eli, playing the role of Detective Sergeant Chapman. 
and Moonshadow the Horse. All music used in this podcast were made by the very talented Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. All information and credits in the show notes. And don't forget to check for the review of this episode on EtherTalk, which premieres one week from now. All right. And uh, thank you for joining us all. And you can also follow us at Ethernautica on Twitter. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's laughing. Like, Kelly and Keith are fucking dying. <laughs> this isn't weird. I see him as a sentient being. He's harmed. He's, he is unarmed out here. I just tied him to a tree. You At know, least he can cut himself free if necessary. You know, if necessary. I walk back. Please don't run away if it's unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, a baby's a sentient being, but I wouldn't harm it. I also don't like. This is like. Like, uh, this is like a security system. Somebody tries to steal my horse, my horse is gonna fuck him up. Yeah, this is this is like, you know... My best friend will the fuck eight, them the up. The 1880s version of a car alarm. Yeah, I don't need the club, I need the dagger. <laughs> he doesn't have any knife skills, though. Well, he's just gonna roll straight <laughs> agility. Yeah, yeah, basically that would be just straight agility. There you go. Anyway, um... Excellent. So you you have the dagger now in the side of your mouth and you're eating grass. Excellent. Kind of tucked away in the cheek. Okay, so... So Moonshadow is, is part squirrel now. <laughs> he has the squirrel power. Uh, why why would you give that horse a knife? I fell on top of you and you're, you're, we're currently tussling on the ground. We're not tussling cool. on the ground. <laughs> if you guys were tuss, tussling on the ground, both of you would have stabbed each other by this point. Oh, that's true, yeah. It's, it's true. You guys are both very stabby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. 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 <laughs> what happened? That's not fair. <laughs> oh my god, you botched. It's uh, not fucking fair. I just, it's been so long. <laughs> You're rusty. This has never happened to me before, honest. <laughs> it's like I forgot to stretch or something. <laughs> okay, I got ones. I got ones. I just run over and hug the guy. <laughs> you, you're just too used I to crabs. I want to thank you for everything you are about to do for me. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot how to computer real quick. Typically, you move the mouse and you click where you want to interact. Excellent. Um, and sometimes you can use the keyboard to type. Ah, oh, shit, dogs. Is that a goddamn spreadsheet? Yes, it's a goddamn spreadsheet, okay. because there's a lot of people on the field right now. <clears throat> is, okay. Isn't it an Excel? So, I don't know what he's using. This guy thing. is... That's not coffee, it's a Coke. No, I couldn't find the coffee. <laughs> it's in the coffee machine. Suddenly, everything is moving at normal speed, and the other version of you who threw the knife is gone. Okay. Sound returns, and the... Talking commences again, but as you kind of pop into everybody's perception, you startle a waiter, and he spills a tray of hors d'oeuvres all over you. Okay. I kill the waiter. No. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta stay on brand. Um... And nearby are your clothes. I'm naked.
No, no. Your other clothes. No, I'm telling you I'm naked. <laughs> no, you're wearing a footman's livery covered in cannabis. Not anymore. Um, okay, I go pick up um, 